0: Hello, I'm Mark Weaver, President of Mark Weaver & Associates Interior Design. I'd like to invite you to our Instagram live series called Designers at Home. It's every other Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. It's a casual, informative, and exclusive discussion with renowned architects, interior designers, and artists from around the world. This half-hour podcast program is a recording of the live talk addressing all things design and architecture-related, along with personal anecdotes and inspiration. Guests have included Emmy-nominated set decorator Peter Gursky, one of America's leading sculptors Sabin Howard, renowned architect and artist Leo Marmel, and art advisor extraordinaire Barbara Guggenheim. We look forward to you joining us. Thank you. Good morning, I'm Mark Weaver and welcome to Designers at Home. It looks like we have a a wonderful crowd joining us this morning. And my guest this morning is Puck Erickson, who will be talking to us, I believe, from her home in the Adirondacks. So um, let me give you a little bit about, a little bit of background on Puck. She is a principal and co-founder of Arcadia Studios in Santa Barbara. The company was founded in 2001, and she shares a strong belief with her partners in collaborative site-specific design work on their residential projects, as well as their community and commercial projects. Her works have included the creation of the Santa uh, Santa Inez Botanic Gardens, updating the campus for the University of California in Santa Barbara, and numerous impressive residential um, projects. She serves on several boards, including the Santa Barbara County Board of Architecture Review and the Garden Club of Santa Barbara, to name a couple. And hopefully, um, Puck is going to be joining us in a moment. Good morning, Puck.
1: Good morning. How are you? Well, I'm great. It's afternoon in Caderundi. Oh, it's
0: afternoon, yes. You're in upstate New York.
1: I am. I am.
0: So um, I was just uh, reading your bio and saying that uh, you're at your vacation home, your second home. Yes. You live primarily in San Inez, and um, you're recording this from your home in the Adirondacks. I am. It's got to be beautiful there right now. This is the perfect time of year.
1: Absolutely. Well, would you like me to... Show you a little picture of what I'm looking at while we're talking.
0: That's great, can you?
1: Let's see. All right. There we go. There's the porch and the lake, and some kayakers went by, and the mountain that you see in the background is called Alzheimer's.
0: Oh, it's spectacular.
1: It's a pretty wonderful place. Everyone should visit.
0: Well, it's, it's quite a bit different than your place in Santa Inez. It is. And so is the landscape.
1: Yes, absolutely. But I grew up with it. So. Um, so, Puck, you, you said
0: you grew up in Pennsylvania.
1: I I did. And I spent my summers in New Hampshire.
0: So how did you get from Pennsylvania and settle in, in Santa Barbara County?
1: Well, I was... Um, Graduating from art school and was a wild-eyed hippie and got in my in <laughs> San Francisco.
0: <laughs> Are you kidding? It was. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I hate to say it, but I remember that era myself. So we all survived the hippie days, huh?
1: Yes, and I'm, I'm still a bit of a rebel in terms of um, my practice. <laughs>
0: So, um give us a little bit of background on how you got into um, horticulture and landscape design.
1: Well, I grew up in in these eastern woods and was very fortunate to have people around me who love botany and horticulture in a garden. I didn't realize that not did this kind of thing and so. Um, It was just always part of my life. I moved to California, the first thing I did was I wanted to know. Um,
0: There's, I think um, you cut out on that last one.
1: Uh, um, Can you
0: just repeat it?
1: um, When I moved to California, I a whole new world of plants and continue to explore horticulture I go in the world.
0: So you mentioned to me that you, your, your passion is creating living things, breathing habitats, and you mentioned that Santa Barbara is an epicenter for horticulture and has been since the late 1700s. So, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, I was actually surprised when I moved to Santa Barbara to um, discover that the missionaries, the, the fathers, were bringing plants from Spain and South America in the 1700s. And then, of course, in the era of the Great Estates, everyone like Rod they all went to Spain and Andalusia. And, discovered all the plants of the Mediterranean and South Africa. So Santa Barbara has just an incredible history of horticultural exploration.
0: And what, what are some of the plants that they introduced here?
1: Oh my gosh. It's, well, um, I think right now everyone has sort of rediscovered succulents and, um, uh, so many of the aloes and gaves uh, were, were brought in. Of course, the missionaries really had their wonderful, edible medicinal gardens, as well as the Chumash Indians, who were incredible plant people, and have an an encyclopedia of healing native plants, including willow, which you get aspirin from. Huh
0: so i didn 't realize that succulents weren 't native to California
1: well, some are a few um, uh-huh. but not all, so not the variety these. right right and um, and then some just they 're just a myriad of plants right um, all over the
0: so we live um Santa Barbara County in Southern California is primarily a desert. So, and, you know, humans came in, they populated it. And of course they landscaped it with whatever their fantasy was, whether it was a tropical or desert um, landscape. And um, we today are much more conscious of creating things that are more native, perhaps drought tolerant and, um, being more considerate of, of nature and our resources. And I know that's something that you're very strong on.
1: Uh, absolutely. In fact, I'm sitting here looking at beautiful white birch trees growing in their native habitat along the way. When I first moved to California, I was just shocked at seeing the birch trees everywhere. It would be like planting cactus out here out of Rhonda. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I, I was um, very attuned to the fact that I was in a desert when I moved to Southern California. And so, in our practice at Arcadia Studio, we really try and combine our love of natives with uh, drought tolerant, heat tolerant uh, Mediterranean plants. And that's the joy of gardening in the landscape. Right. And also
0: um, today you're required, I think when you submit your plans to the county, aren't you required to have um, reports that uh, discuss the water usage and what is required for your project?
1: Oh, absolutely. And, And now they even require when you finish a project in Santa Barbara County, you have to perform an audit of the system that you put in to demonstrate that it actually meets the standards that you put on paper. So it's, it's quite strict and, and actually, there's so many ways to design that allow you to meet those requirements. It's, uh-huh. it, it's not onerous.
0: Right. Well, I know it's a tremendous amount of work um, the technical work. A lot of people don't realize um, the amount of work going into landscaping. It's it's not a matter of just going outside and putting some pretty plants in the ground. So well,
1: good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of our work involves uh, larger projects and um, grading and drainage and really manipulating creating forms and um, micro. Is a large part of our
0: work. So are are you able to discuss a couple of your current projects? Tell us what type of work you're doing?
1: Uh, Sure. Um, Most of my work now, although I always like to keep a couple projects going in Los Angeles and uh, Northern California, so I have reasons to go that direction, but um, most of my work now is on larger ranches and your properties um, in the San Diego and one that I just finished and I think this segues into something we both love is clients who have, have an incredible passion and wanted to do things outdoors. You know, that we, we both share a passion. Yes, with.
0: right, right. So your travels have taken you abroad, and I know that you love studying landscapes when you travel. So where have you traveled? What countries do you I, – I, I would think the Mediterranean um, countries are probably a great influence because the climates are similar to California.
1: Yes. I mean, although I adore England um, and their of cultural. The, the Mediterranean such a great place to visit in terms of historical styles and how their um, sensibilities in terms of are really evolved from the activity climate and whether it's gathering water, pools, and rails to the types of plants they use. Um, it's, a, it's a great place to study.
0: So when you're when you're traveling like that, do you take photographs and make notes of different plants, and, or is that just all in your memory bank?
1: Oh my gosh, it's I I one day maybe when I'm ninety five, I'll sort through my photographs and get them in order. But um, I've been taking photographs of plants and have quite a little store on.
0: It's wonderful. I do the same thing. I take photographs of gardens, architectural details, furniture, garden ornaments, whatever it is, and I I always reference these, you know, over a period of time. It's great, and yeah. it's so. It's also incredibly inspiring, isn't it?
1: It is. It's um, there. I think also not only the plants but the craftsmanship in uh, hardscape, whether it's iron or or, or ceramics um, all these things play into the language of gardens which is so much fun
0: yeah so you and I worked together on a project in San Inez and I was very fortunate that you were the one that introduced me to the client who I immediately fell in love with and it was a project that we worked on for almost five years that's right four and a half years. And um, I hadn't been there in the last year and a half or so. And um, you and I were both there because it's uh, it was photographed and it's going to be published shortly in um, California Homes Magazine. And they're going to feature the house and of course the gardens, which are, um, for me, is just the biggest part of this property. So um, I'd love to talk with you about how we collaborated on this project because it was so much fun
1: oh it was it was terrific uh working with you but i think the reason that um when they asked me about architects and designers i said, you know this guy who <laughs> loves gardens as much as i do and it was the type of project where the gardens really needed to be integrated into the design of the home and were um, sort of a passageway from home to um, their vineyards and their olive groves. And creating that flow, um, I knew that uh, we could work together on that sort of thing. And I think the way we were able to talk about where windows and doors were placed um, the the views from different rooms and the kinds of garden that expressed the use of the room inside um, I think was really important in the, way the design evolved as worked on it because it was a lot of I love
0: yeah and You know, the thing that was uh, so much fun for for me was working on spaces. We created all these incredible spaces um, around the house for for dining, for lounging, around the pool, for swimming, um, a bocce court, and the Rose Garden is just, it's unbelievable, Puck. It'd be great to show a photo, but um, it'll be in the magazine shortly. Um, but the Rose Garden is just spectacular, and the roses that you pick, the colors, there's a very intimate fountain in the center of it. And, um, you know, it's. there was a, a water tower on the property, and it was kind of unsightly. It wasn't architecturally, uh, I, I don't know, it was kind of an eyesore, bottom line. And um, you planted it, you brought in um, Italian stone pines adjacent to it, to keep it from overwhelming the property. And there's a vine now growing on the outside of this. And we turned it into an observation deck. So you can go up there and have cocktails and look out over um, all of the vineyards, the olive orchards and the hillsides and the San Inez Mountains, it's really spectacular.
1: Well, I think one of the things that is so much fun about outdoor space is really creating um, places that vary from season to season as the sun moves. So there are places um, on the ranch or home that are wonderful summer other places. When it's chilly in the winter, but coffee, this wonderful sort of sunlit little room tucked in, heating itself in the morning. I, I love the the idea that people can have different experiences um, in a garden
0: yeah and every every room that you um, you look out of the windows or the doors there 's something spectacular um, out of every room, and every view is different. one is the olive orchards one 's the vineyards one 's the mountains and um, you go out into the dining area outside of the family room, and it just envelops you in this um, this little courtyard garden of plants and very exotic succulents and things. It's every space is really magic that you created.
1: And it's out of the wind.
0: <laughs> and it's out of the wind, exactly. Yeah, the winds in San Inez and the sun can be a little bit challenging sometimes. But you know one of my favorite parts of of the property um, we built a wine cellar, and um, when you go out the doors of the wine cellar, you come out into a terrace and that 's an area that we started is a very simple little area, and it just kept growing and it just got better and better so you come out there and you 've got two wonderful fireplaces there a pizza oven, and then you brought it you built a fountain, so there's a water element. And beyond the water element, looking out at the hillsides are all the vineyards. It's really spectacular.
1: Well, I remember when we started that, because it was just this gaping, gigantic hole. The the owners were a little bit worried they would never go out there. And so we sort of created a small terrace with the fireplaces and the and it was a bit of a jigsaw park. but then they left we extended the terrace and then they had to really embrace the the idea that they were adjacent to their vineyards so then we traveled down the hill and built another terrace. and i thought to myself as this was evolving this is probably how it evolved <laughs> Somebody had a little house and they decided, you know, I like the view better than so I'm going to add some steps wander down that way. Because that's what it feels like down there to me.
0: Yeah, it's 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 absolutely beautiful. So when you're do you work specifically um I mean the Santa Barbara and Santa Inez It has a certain climate. Do you like doing other types of gardens? Do you like doing tropical gardens? Um, Do you like doing English gardens? Or is your passion really more arid? I
1: I think that is one thing that sort of sets our office apart in my practice, is that we, we love plants and different gardens, and really understand that are, are clients all very, very different people. Some of them have been very large, large, like over thousands of years. Right. And people who, you know, live in West Hollywood, um, <clears throat> tiny little guy. And it's the idea that you can still be environmentally conscious, but explore all of these different plants, so you can have that. Uh, one tropical uh, leaf kind of um, gutsy drama feeling and then people who adore english gardens and mattresses and and it is possible um, even in England um, the great dry it's um, very very english garden um, while while still being of our climate.
0: Right. So do you what do you do when somebody um is just wants something badly and it's just inappropriate for um the climate or the landscape. What how do you deal with that?
1: Well, I'm I'm like a I'm like jack Russell a jack wrestling little bone, you know. I just keep circling back. And fortunately, for us gardens are living breathing creatures and many of our clients i've worked with now for you know over two decades in several homes and and so they they um it's an it's a process and, um most of the time it's all about law and so i go out with my spray can and i i delete the lawn goes and then they want more and scuffle that out back again. So we have our moments, but I think um, most people, gosh, after this we've had. Yes. More and more aware that we have to um, be sensitive to the fact that we have this climate and resources and um, we have to be very careful of this.
0: We do. So, Puck, as you've traveled, um, you've traveled around the world, and I'm sure you have favorite places you've been and also favorite gardens. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the memorable gardens that you visited.
1: Well, I I think um, two just come to One one is called the Bloedel, which the san juan islands and it's an extraordinary um garden that was developed by the matson people out on bainbridge island and Uh a variety of gardens but the one that's extraordinary is it's just all moss it's all moss yes really moss and it it's it's absolutely it's like Breathing these breathing three dimensional forms of green that are just extraordinary, and uh-huh. and then I just have to put in a plug for Lotus Land in Santa Barbara, Right. extraordinary uh, public. You have to make reservations. Um, my partner and um, Kaylee Grubbin are all, uh, did a complete renovation. Japanese garden and the beautiful new house that is the the crafts aesthetic is really stunning. And yeah, so- and
0: you know the nice thing right now, while everybody is um, quarantined or being cautious about where they go, this is something that people can visit and do it, um, and it's it's really an adventure. Um, Lotus Land. Um, Belonged to a um, semi famous opera star, Gana Wolska, and um, she left the property and the gardens to the um, county of Santa Barbara. And it's really a treasure, and, and um, I haven't been there for a couple of years now, but it's always wonderful. So, um, the, one of my favorite areas of there is the Lily Pond and the yeah. um, Abalone Pond in there, the pool the pool. It's really spectacular. It is. So, are there any other gardens locally that you can recommend that people in, in this day of quarantine can visit?
1: No. Uh, there, of course, Santa Barbara Botanic Garden is an extraordinary botanic garden. Oh, yes. Yes. Should be visited by anyone who wants um, explore using nature garden and neck of the woods in the Santa Valley. We actually a small botanic about 14 years ago, and it's been a little treasure during um, pandemic time. Uh, so many families have come over and um, we safely distance, plant plants with us. It's just a real healing therapeutic space. And I think many gardens are like, and of course down um, in uh, Santa Ana Botanic Garden is a wonderful place. And um, San Francisco is just filled with with wonderful gardens. Right.
0: Well, these are things that um, people can do at this time. And also the whole Santa Barbara area, Carpinteria, has wonderful nurseries. The nurseries here are remarkable. So on a Saturday or Sunday when I have free time, I love going to the nurseries and looking at all the plants and so forth. It is is therapeutic. It is. So where you're at at this moment in the Adirondacks, what sort of um, native trees and things you had mentioned? Birches and so forth. What's native around you?
1: Well, um, this is actually considered rainforest, and so we have um, maples and birches and and um, pines and firs and spruce and balsam. That you mm-hmm. know, you you put the boughs down hiking, you sleep on them smells, um, and today I took a hike with the rain. There were all these new mushrooms popping up and fungi that are always all look at reindeer lichen.
0: It sounds like heaven. It's it's a great change from the West Coast.
1: It is, and I, I really appreciate both. I think the other thing, here is that um, it's just filled with granite boulders like the Sierras and I think it's really important or I've spent a lot of time studying rock formation placement to create when we do a lot of palm um, and stream kind of features and so knowing how to place those rocks in a in a way that feels grounded and, and natural. Yeah. I'm plonked all over.
0: <laughs> well, you know, um, I, if I can quote you, I remember you saying gardens give people the capacity to spend time to find inspiration, peace, solitude, and a place to discover themselves. And I thought that was really very beautiful. And, I know that resonated with me because um, the garden around my house is more important to me than the house. so um, I
1: think: I, I, I do and, think that- is I'm sorry. i I think that is important. i We don't use gardens as sort of pictures, you no know, to simply be photographed or Instagrammed, whatever. but they're really spaces that should be filled in.
0: yes they're living spaces and it's the thing that's wonderful about gardens is to see them develop to see them grow for me um it's just thrilling to see plants growing i have something in the backyard you can't see it from here i haven't a clue what the hell it is but it grows about a foot a week Oh my gosh. So, um, yeah. so I'm going to have to have you take a look at it and tell me what's growing back here. I'll bring my... <laughs> okay. Anyway, Puck, um, we're. Um, I'd love to talk to you more, but um, I think it's time to um, sign off. What is the best way for people to learn a little more about you and to contact you? Probably
1: the best way to get a hold of you Is through the office, um, Arcadia Studio, Santa Barbara, and um, all my phone calls go directly to my cell phone. So easy, since I do tend to move around a lot. (laughs) Yes, mail is available there as well. So
0: all right. Well, thank you, Puck. It's always as always. It's wonderful seeing you and talking to you and thank you for sharing your thoughts with us today.
1: Okay. I'll see you in Santa Barbara.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Designers at Home. Follow us on Instagram at Mark Weaver & Associates to listen to live or subscribe to this podcast. If you found this podcast valuable and insightful, share it with your friends, comment, and subscribe. We are also on YouTube at Mark Weaver & Associates. Thank you.